0: Welcome back to Focus on the Light, a weekly Come Follow Me podcast. And that is really exciting for me to say again. As you can see in the episode history, it's been a long time since I recorded an episode. Like everybody, it's a new year and a new opportunity, New Year's resolutions. And this is one for me. As I think about the new year and something that I want to do and make a renewed effort with Come Follow Me. And as I get out of the busyness of being a student and Circumstances in my life change. Sharing the gospel and my love of the gospel and teaching about come follow me is something that I want to do and I want to make a part of my life. And so I'm excited to make a renewed effort and to start making that renewed effort. We are going to see how it goes, but I'm excited to be starting something that matters to me again. Now, more on that entire topic of New Year's resolutions and goals a little bit later. And and I promise it will relate to this week's. Come follow me. Topic of: We are responsible for our own learning. If you are new here to Focus on the Light, thank you for listening. I appreciate that. This is a weekly Come Follow Me podcast, just meant to be brief, talking about Come Follow Me and what it's teaching and how we can apply it to our lives, uh, specifically tailored towards youth and young adults, but of course, all of us can benefit from it. So, thank you for listening. So, to the topic: We are responsible for our own learning and being responsible for are learning and responsible for our spirituality and those types of things. Exciting stuff, especially as so many of us, me definitely included, are making a renewed effort at Come Follow Me. And maybe not, maybe you had a great effort that you continued solid through in 2022. And it's weird that it's actually 2023. Anyway, that with the Old Testament, and it's not so much renewed effort, but just the next effort. That's great. What a great thing to take responsibility for your own learning and for your spirituality. Which is an important thing to distinguish because I or the church or an organization or a person or whatever else cannot learn for you. If you desire a testimony, if you dev- desire spiritual security and answers to your questions, that's something that you have to learn for yourself. No one else can do it for you. And when you take responsibility for that and understand that not only do you have to, but that you can. That you in your responsibility for your own learning, you are capable of your own spiritual learning. Pretty exciting. So I wanted to talk about my thoughts and share my thoughts on learning and how to make this year of learning in the New Testament the best study you've had yet and to make it really successful. And so I kind of divided that into three sections. The first one, what seek ye, which is the quote from Come Follow Me, you know, why study? Why the scriptures? What is the benefit of the New Testament again? Because we're repeating come follow me for the first time ever in the New Testament again. So what should we seek? What is the point of it? Why? Second section, answering questions, just answering questions, and we'll get there. And then the last one, as I talked about at the beginning, habits and doing new things and, and kind of that idea of you know, New Year's resolutions, if you will. But just as we take responsibility for our learning, that means that sometimes we have to do new things and how to be successful at that and how to be successful at learning anything. So section number one, what's ye? Come follow me this week starts with that question asked by the Savior in John chapter one, verse 38. And then the come follow me manual says, you might ask yourself the same question. For what you find in the New Testament this year will greatly depend on what you seek. As we study the Scriptures, we have the opportunity to look for things. We should not just be studying the Scriptures for the sake of reading words and fulfilling an objective or responsibility, but because we have the opportunity to look for things and seek out things from the Scriptures. And I have some suggestions for what we can seek in our study of the New Testament together. And most of these things come from either this chapter in Come Follow Me or like the opening title pages. In addition to this article from the church newsroom that I'm going to link below, where the Sunday School General Presidency talked about Come Follow Me. And the title of the article is How to Make Your Come Follow Me Study of the New Testament the Best Yet. They had some wonderful things. So, so what is it that we can seek? As the Savior asks us, What seek ye? And we are asking ourselves, What am I going to seek from the New Testament study this year? And from the page in Come Follow Me titled Conversion is Our Goal, it says When we study, we are not just looking for new information. We want to become a new creature. This means relying on Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ to help us change our hearts, our views, our actions, and our very natures. So there's the first thing you can see. Things that help you change your heart, views, actions, and your very nature. It's not just new information. It's something that will help you to change and to be different, to live different. President Mark L. Pace, the Sunday School president in the article that I mentioned said, I look forward to gaining additional insights and additional whisperings of the Spirit as the Lord unfolds to me and to the saints exactly what we need to understand at this time as we draw nearer to the Savior. So there you go. Insights for you to understand what specifically it is you need to understand. That's what you can seek. What does Jesus Christ and Heavenly Father want you to know so that you can change your heart, your views, your actions, and your nature as the second coming approaches. Now, beyond that, beyond the, the need and responsibility you each have to change yourself, there's also a very real benefit to receiving guidance from Heavenly Father. In this same article, the other Sunday school presidents, uh, members of the pre- Sunday school presidency had some great things to say. And I'm just going to read directly from the article here. We live in a complex world, Brother Camargo acknowledged. He's one of the counselors. We live in a complex families and situations, and coming to the Lord is the best way to have solutions for those complexities. Within the pages of the New Testament, members will find the Savior's timeless teachings that can help them navigate these complexities. As we read the scriptures, we will be able to hear from him priorities in our lives, Brother Camaro said. He has, he has the truth. He is the truth. And as we learn from him and try to follow his teachings, we will find peace in this complex situation that we live And we can find solutions that will bless us individually and our families. I just love the idea that the scriptures can help us learn priorities from him or our lives. Your situation is vastly unique. And although the Old Testament was written forever ago, I know that there are truths held in it week by week that will pertain to the situations and circumstances of your life week by week. I have the opportunity to teach seminary now this past semester as we finished out the Old Testament. And the Old Testament is a book that I didn't really have a lot of faith in or understanding of. And as my students came to me with questions and circumstances, I wanted to turn to those specific scriptures that I was familiar with. And I was amazed to see how continually, week by week, as I aligned myself to come follow me and the prophetic counsel within that, there was power in the scriptures right where we needed them. The Lord has provided these things to us to deal with the circumstances and complexities of our lives. So that's what you can seek insights and revelation for your individual circumstances. And those circumstances and those needs are going to always be changing. But they can all, no matter how different they are from the previous week, be found in the scriptures in the New Testament and through the teachings in Come Follow Me. I think, in particular, this will have a blessing. This will be a blessing to us as we are studying the New Testament, and it, the New Testament starts with the life of Jesus Christ. Very literally, we will get to answer the question what would Jesus do as we strive to apply the teachings of his life and his example to deal with the circumstances and situations in our life? We can learn how to do those things so frequently. My wife and I have discussions how would Jesus Christ handle these situations? We can find answers to those questions. Now, Speaking of answering questions, that's section number two I wanted to talk about as we take responsibility for our learning, answering questions. In fact, one of the, the the last section of this before I get into like the study ideas was, the title of it was, what should I do when I have questions? And I outlined three specific things that we can do, which are the same three principles that we teach in seminary. It's a huge part of what we do in seminary. Doctrinal mastery is a really big part of seminary. At least it should be, and I'm trying to make it to be. And part of doctrinal mastery is a process of, in which they call acquiring spiritual knowledge. In essence, just dealing with questions and uncertainties and whatever they may be. And it's these same three principles worded a little bit differently, but the truths and the, the principles are, are the same. And they're something that I have grown to love and have deep faith and trust in. So I wanted to teach you as a seminary teacher here what acquiring spiritual knowledge is in, and what you should do when I have questions. To answer that question, what should you do when you have questions? You should ask. And that sounds silly. And from a very legitimate, straightforward standpoint, when you have questions, you should ask. You should ask other people. You should ask Heavenly Father. You should ask your leaders. You should ask your family. You should ask people that you trust. But you should also ask because ask is the three-principle process of acquiring spiritual knowledge, which is... Fun because it spells out ASK, and it also is the acronym for acquiring spiritual knowledge. It also is the acronym for the three principles. The three principles are act in faith, see with an eternal perspective, and keep to divinely appointed sources. So I'll say them again. Act in faith, see with an eternal perspective, and keep to divinely appointed sources. I'll explain them briefly with this analogy of a puzzle. I'm sure all of us have done a puzzle. If you haven't, hopefully you know what a puzzle is. So the first process of acting in faith. When you have a puzzle and you find a piece and you're not quite sure where it goes yet, as all of us experience when we have a puzzle, what you would definitely not do is say, hey, I have this piece. It doesn't make sense. I don't know where it goes. Not even sure if it fits in the puzzle. So I'm just going to throw out the whole puzzle. You know, Even though I've already built the whole border and I got a few sections filled in and a and few segments that are put together, even though I'm not sure where they go yet, I'm just going to throw the whole thing away because this one piece, I don't know where it is. Acting in faith is having faith in the things that you already do know are true. When you have a question, when you have a, a piece of church history or a doctrine or a teaching or a circumstance that makes you uncertain how it fits into what you already know about the gospel, acting in faith is is believing in the things that you already have a knowledge and testimony of, and not just immediately throwing it out like so many of us do. You would never do that with a puzzle, yet why do so many of us do it with our testimony and our conversion to the gospel of Jesus Christ? You will find pieces that in your mortal, limited understanding and circumstances, where all has not yet been revealed, you may not understand how it fits. Eventually you will. All things will be revealed eventually. So don't throw out the puzzle because you don't know where it fits yet. Like you do in a puzzle, act in faith. Put it aside, knowing eventually you'll know where it goes, and continue to work on the puzzle in other places where you can see where they go. So here's this little excerpt from the doctoral mastery core document, as it's called, which is for seminary students as they're learning about doctoral mastery, teaching about acting in faith. And there's just three short paragraphs that I think are so amazing that I want to read. I try to summarize it, but I just love the whole thing so much, so I'm going to read it. We act in faith when we choose to trust God and turn to Him first through sincere prayer, a study of His teachings, and obedience to His commandments. As we seek to develop our understanding and to resolve concerns, it is important that we rely on the testimony that we already have of Jesus Christ, the restoration of His gospel, and the teachings of His ordained prophets. Elder Jeffrey R. Holland of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles has taught, When those moments come and issues surface, the resolution of which is not immediately forthcoming, hold fast to what you already know, and stand strong until additional knowledge comes. The Lord himself has invited us to look unto him in every thought, doubt not, fear not. During times when we may not immediately find answers to our questions, it is helpful to remember that although Heavenly Father has revealed all that is necessary for our salvation, he has not yet revealed all truth. As we continue to seek for answers, we must live by faith. Trusting that we will eventually receive the answers we seek. As we are faithful to the truth and light we have already received, we will receive more. Answers to our questions and prayers often come line upon line, precept upon precept. I just love everything about that. So when you have questions, the first principle to follow is to act in faith. Act in faith with what you do already know and what you are already certain and confident in as you strive to understand where this missing piece might fit. Now, to continue with this puzzle analogy with the second principle, so after... Now, let me actually clarify. This is not like a three-step process where you have to do these three steps in order. You do them out of order. You do them at the same time. Maybe you just do one at a time, but they're all three principles we can apply as we ask our questions. So after act in faith, the next one in the acronym is to see with an eternal perspective. Now, to continue with this puzzle analogy, this missing piece, we don't know where it goes, or this one piece, you could just tunnel focus, tunnel vision right down onto that one piece until the only thing you see is that one piece. Where into, to solve a puzzle, you got to look at the whole picture. You have to look at the whole puzzle, not just one or even two pieces or even one quarter of the pieces. You know, if you have a 2000 piece puzzle, looking at 500 pieces is wonderful, but you're not going to solve the puzzle until you look at all 2,000. We live in one piece of the big puzzle of eternal life. We lived with Heavenly Father before this, and we will live with him after. Life began before our earth and will continue afterwards. There is so much more beyond our mortal experience. In the divine timeline, Our mortal experience is rather small. Understand that our questions, our circumstances that we may not understand are often not understood when we only see them through our mortal perspective. How am I looking at them through Heavenly Father's eternal perspective that we can try to tap into, but also to some extent, maybe we can't completely understand how is it different? View the entire puzzle. See the eternal perspective not just the one piece. Lastly, in this acronym of ask, act in faith, see with an eternal perspective. Lastly is keep to divinely appointed sources. When you're solving a puzzle, whether it's one or 50 pieces, when you're trying to figure out where they go and make sure you're solving the puzzle right, you would not go look at another picture. You would look at the picture on the box. It's provided to you for a reason, so you know what you're doing. You wouldn't go looking somewhere else you would look to the resource that is going to help you solve the puzzle in front of you. Heavenly father has provided us with incredible divinely appointed sources. And I love that it's divinely appointed sources. It doesn't just say keep to the scriptures because there are so many divinely appointed sources. The scriptures come follow me, lesson manuals, whatever those, gospel, Uh, topics, uh, general conference talks, things in the Gospel Library app, all of those 100% are divinely appointed sources, but so is Heavenly Father through prayer. So is a trusted family member or friend. So is a church leader. So is other forms of media and things that aren't immediately spiritual. Heavenly Father's ability to speak to us is not limited to spiritual sources. Heavenly Father's ability is can speak to us through all things. However, there are sources that are more divine than others. Not all sources are made equal. So as you seek to answer your questions, keep to the sources that are divine. Keep to the puzzle, the picture of the puzzle. Don't go looking at the other ones because they are not going to help you solve the puzzle. Now, just real quickly, if you are trying to understand, is this source divine or not? Act upon the feelings you have from the Holy Ghost. Pay attention to how these sources make you feel. Do they uplift you? Do they speak peace? Because even when we have questions, even when our questions are unanswered and we are uncertain, the Spirit can still bring us peace. You can be uncertain and be at peace, just as you can be certain and not be at peace. Divine sources will bring peace. So, to answer the question, what should I do when I have questions? Ask. 100% ask your questions. To ask, three principles you can follow is to act in faith, see with an eternal perspective, and keep two divinely appointed sources. So lastly, this episode is going a little bit longer than I plan on them being, but I want to talk about new habits and learning. As we take responsibility for our own learning, as it's a new year, I'm trying to do something new with Come Follow Me and do better at it with the podcast and also just my own personal study. We are all striving to do new things. And as we take responsibility for our learning, we will have to learn. We will have to do new things. I wanted to talk about habits and learning and how to be successful in your responsibility of learning and of growing spiritually. Too often, especially when it comes to New Year's resolutions and new goals and new habits, we think that success is vertical, that we have to do a certain amount of days. I need to study Come Follow Me every week. If I stack one week on top of week two, on top of week three, and so on and so forth, and I get to 52 weeks, I will have succeeded. In my process of building this tower of 52 weeks, if I miss a week, I will fall short of success. Even if I get 50 weeks I will be two weeks short of success and my tower will not reach high enough. Or whatever it may be, 21 days to make a breaker habit, as they say. So we think that 21 days is what we have to get to. We stack day two on stop at day one, day three on top of day two, and so on and so forth. And tower, tower gets to 21 days, and we've reached success. It's like building a Jenga tower, right? We think that we have to keep building up higher and higher and higher, and we have to keep succession well like a Jenga tower. The higher you build, the more wobbly it gets and you feel that pressure. If you're going for 90 days and you're on day 20 and you're concerned, is day 21 the day when I'm going to ruin it? That's a lot of pressure. Is week two when I'm going to ruin my 52 weeks of success that I have to have to reach the level that I want, whatever it may be? Success does not work that way. It is not a tower that you have to build. And I hope to remove the pressure that that wobbly wobbly tower sometimes puts upon us. As you strive to do new things, as you strive to be more responsible for your Come, Follow Me study and your spiritual learning, which requires you to do new things and to do hard things and to do difficult things and to be consistent in yourself. Remember, in all habits, especially spiritually, you are not building a tower where you have to stack success one on top of another, and if at day 45 of 90, halfway through, you misstep and your tower falls over, so goes all 45 days you have, and you have to start completely over, and every day of those 45 was a complete waste because you did not get to 90. That is not true. In success, you aren't building towers. You are building a road. You are trying to get to a specific destination. So, I'm going to keep this simple. Every time you make a decision, you travel down a road, you travel down a path. Eventually, if you think of our brain or our life as a field of tall grass and we try to get to a destination, so we start a path. Well, first, you walk over the grass, and so the grass is kind of trampled down and matted. And then you walk over it a few times, so then the grass stops growing. And so then it's a dirt path. And then you walk over it more and more and you start to realize, I'm going to be on this path a lot. Why not make it a little bit nicer? So you get some bricks and you lay the bricks down, but then the bricks get worn out and they fall apart. So then you get some cement and you lay that down and then it's dark. So you put up a light and then you're going to go frequently on it and you got to hurry. So then you build a highway so you can drive and so on and so forth. The more you go down a path, the more that it's developed. That is how habits and new things work. Sometimes you're going down a path and you've been going down a path so many times that you've built a full blown highway. And now to build your new path, your new habits, you've got to go do some trodden through the weeds. And it's difficult and it's hard. So you go through the weeds for three days straight. But on day number four, you go back to your highway because it's a little bit easier. The path that you've been working on for three days suddenly doesn't just disappear. The grass doesn't spontaneously grow back 100%. Maybe they get a little bit firm again. You know, the weeds aren't quite matted down, but you still have three days of a path. And if you miss day four and you go back on day five, you're not starting at day zero. You're starting at day three with a little bit of overgrowth overgrowth because you missed day four. You know, so then you go for 90 days. 90 days straight, you've been working on this path. And then you accidentally go back to your old highway. Well, it's been 90 days since you've been there. Maybe weeds are starting to sprout up between the cracks and the pavement, you know, Animals have started crossing. The lights have stopped working and they've ran out. Whatever. That path is now less developed and your others is more developed. So as you strive to do new things, as you strive to take responsibility for your learning and be successful, just remember you're not building a tower like Jenga that's going to collapse at any given second and waste all your hard work. You're building a road. And every single time you go down you're building a path. And every single time you can walk down that path, it gets a little firmer and a little stronger and the old path gets less developed and less exciting. So sometimes when you're trodden through trees, trying to form this new path and you're laying down brick and it's heavy and you think, you know, on that other path, I could be driving my car in AC and over here I'm laying down bricks. You gotta remind yourself, why are these bricks worth it? Maybe that other path can get you to the same destination But on the way, you get attacked by bears every day or whatever it is. Or maybe it just takes you to the wrong destination, right? So build your new path. You can do it. You can be successful. So that's just great life advice that I I really love. Um, And I'm trying to remind myself as I start the new year. As much as I want to make sure I release 52 episodes about Come in all reality, there is a likelihood that I may not. And in the past, when I missed one day, I would let the Jenga Tower fall over. This year, I'm going to say, I missed a day on the path. I'm going to go back to it and keep working forward. So, wonderful, you know, personal development tip, but I want to add scriptural support for this, a scripture that has come to mean a lot for me. And if you want to do something fun this year, uh, something I'm going to do in the Gospel Library app or in in a journal, wherever you think, in a Gospel Library app, you can create notebooks. When you highlight something, in fact, I'll pull it up here, wherever it may be, you're in the scriptures or somewhere else. So you're in the gospel library app. When you highlight something, let's see if it's going to let me. So you highlight this. There's an option to, so it says mark, note, add to. Add to is adding it to a notebook and you can create a new notebook. I encourage you to create a notebook that is titled treasure scriptures. Scriptures that mean a lot to you, that are treasures you're gonna find a lot in the New Testament this year. Or you can have another one that's my revelation scriptures, scriptures that have been revelation to you. I have both of those. Anyway, this is a treasure scripture to me that I found during the study of the Old Testament because of something my students taught me as we were studying in the book of Haggai. And because of their teachings to me about it and through other experience I had with the Holy Ghost, This scripture is a treasure to me and it supports the truths that we just talked about in trying to develop new habits and learn as we take responsibility for our learning and try these other things. In the last chapter of Haggai, Haggai chapter 2, there's a few verses here. Um, Starting in verse 21, actually, I was just going to read verse 23, but 21 and 22 fits. Speak to Zerubbabel, governor of Judah, saying, I will shake the heavens and the earth. And I will overthrow the throne of kingdoms, and I will destroy the strength of the kingdoms of the heathen, and I will overthrow the chariots and those that ride in them, and the horses and their riders shall come down, every one by the sword of his brother. In that day, saith the Lord of hosts, will I take thee, O Zerubbabel, my servant, the son of Sheel or how do you say that, saith the Lord, and will make thee a signet, for I have chosen thee, saith the Lord of hosts. As you make an effort to develop your new path, Heavenly Father has the ability to not only help you in developing your new path but to tear down the old ones to shake heaven and earth so that that old path falls apart he has that ability and he will do that for you some paths he will silently watch as you take it down one brick at a time with your sledgehammer others he will shake the earth and they will crumble but whatever it is truly in verse 23 he will make thee a signet, one with authority, one who can become all that Heavenly Father destines you can be. Sometimes I feel overwhelmed at all the things that I'm learning and striving to be, and I think, can I actually do all this? Can I be this Christ-like? Can I be this whatever, this spiritual? Heavenly Father can make us into those things 100%. He is strong enough to do that, and His power is good enough that He can make us into something good enough to be like Him and His Son. So, take responsibility for your learning. Ask your questions. Seek out the priorities and individual teachings to help you with your complex circumstances. This is a wonderful year to learn from the New Testament. I'm excited to share what I'm learning and to hopefully allow you to share it with me. So, subscribe to Focus on the Light wherever you listen to podcasts. If you would like to share this with someone, podcasts are weird and can be difficult to share. So, there is a link below for you to share the podcast so that person you share it with can find it wherever they get podcasts. Additionally, it is on YouTube, Focus on the Light. It's just audio only. Maybe I can start to make videos. Let's start simple and just get the audio out first, and then as that goes well, and I have time, videos would be fun to make. But in the meantime, subscribe to Focus on the Light wherever you listen to podcasts, and uh, let me know what you are going to seek this year from Come Follow Me. What are you going to seek? You can send me an email linked below or in the comments, wherever you're listening on YouTube. I'd love to hear your thoughts of what you are going to be seeking this year, because I know we can find answers and we can receive help to become what Heavenly Father needs us to. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Thank you for listening to another episode of Focus on the Light. My name is Harrison, and I love talking about the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you benefited from this and you would like to share it, there is a link below where you can share this podcast with anyone so they can find it wherever they listen to podcasts. Focus on the Light is a weekly Come Follow Me podcast intended to help specifically youth and young adults to not just learn about the gospel, but to apply it and see the reality that it can take in their lives. Focus on the Light wherever you get podcasts. Thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you next week.